Hello, I pray that you're having an awesome time today. We've been enjoying ourselves. Mm -hmm. God's been doing some amazing things yes, in this studio. Has. You know, we've been talking about uh, the power of the Holy Spirit, that infilled life of the Holy Ghost. And man, I just cannot think of another subject that matters. You know, it's one of my strongest subjects is the baptism of the Holy Spirit because I know what it did for us mm -hmm. when we got saved. I mean, it changed us. It radically changed, it changed us. us. I was thinking about when we were thinking about the scripture, not the scripture, but this um, subject. I were on the way over here, and I just remembered my first time, just even you know hearing about it. But I didn't know what it was. Someone speaking in tongues. Yes, yeah, speaking in tongues. I was on my. I was. We were in the living room, and I was listening to my mom and my aunts were talking, and these their comadres were talking, and uh, they were talking about a lady that had fell in church we're catholic okay growing yeah. up catholic so you don't you know see that very often you know so we're catholic and she they were talking about this lady that fell in that the pot that the priest touched her and she fell and she started speaking in tongues and they were talking that she had the devil and that there was something wrong and that she had so much the devil was in her so much that the priest knocked her down and so i remember that i remember that that conversation you know and then a few years later, going to church and seeing a priest, you know, lay hands on somebody and then realizing, oh, that was God, you know. But, yeah, that was my first introduction to speaking in tongues. They were full of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> they were so full of the devil, they fell down when the priest uh, talked, touched them. But it wasn't, uh, it wasn't obviously. Well, you know, there's so many misconceptions. Yes. But you never forget your first Pentecostal experience. How old were you? Gosh. Well, you know what? I was probably about seven mm -hmm. when we went to the first Pentecostal church that we had gone to mm -hmm. and I didn't really understand it I remember it but didn't really it didn't resonate at all it wasn't until I was about maybe nine mm -hmm. that we went to a little four square church and uh and they were praying in tongues and, and we didn't know what it meant but me and my brothers man we would copy the pastors we 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 got his tongue down and we would just we would would sit there and would say his tongue and then slap each other in the forehead to try to make the other person fall and that was that was like my experience but i think the first time i really paid attention to it mm -hmm. was about a year before we got saved mm -hmm. Was we went and visited my mom's yes. little church, remember? That was weird. And it was like, well, well it was, it, it was different. It, well, it was weird then. Now it's our normal, but it's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are that church. Yeah, we're that church. <laughs> but I remember, um, I remember going in there and not understanding anything that was going on in that service. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Yes. And uh, I mean, people speaking in tongues. They were worshiping in tongues. Um, you had people that were yelling. You had people that were crying. You had uh, that one guy that was running around the church. Yes, and I never remember him. I remember that Cliff. I, his name was Cliff. yeah, it was Brother Cliff. <laughs> his name was Cliff. And uh, I remember not understanding it all. I'd been, like I said, I'd been you know, I'd been exposed to it, but didn't I paid attention to it that service because mm -hmm. I was like, whoa. But I remember knowing that what I felt in that church, mm -hmm. I'd never felt anywhere in my life it was the holy spirit yeah it was the holy, we know that now but i remember then it was just like you know i don't know what this means but uh it means uh, we'll, we'll figure it out later i guess and and thank god that we did and i think yeah. you know there's probably some people watching today that we don't know what your pentecostal story is i would love absolutely love for you to take the time 
Oh, yes. To write down in the comments and share with us your first Pentecostal experience, whether it was you getting filled with the Spirit or you going to a, your first Pentecostal church, being raised in it. We would love to hear your story, you know, because everybody's got something different to share. Yeah, I remember mine when I, when I, same time when you went, uh, after I realized what it was and it wasn't the devil, you know, I remember uh, that morning your mom had made us go to church. I yeah. remember your mom Miracle made, Sunday. Miracle Sunday. So me and my sister were getting ready. She happened to be at my house and I remember um, she was so mad. She was so mad. She was telling me, I can't believe you're making me go. And I kept telling her, well, we have to go because my mother-in-law wants us to go. Yeah. I think she was 16 because I was like 19. And so she said, um, you know, you have to go. And I was telling her, I, she's like, you have to go. Why do I have to go? And I said, you have to go with me. And so we're in the bathroom and we're doing our makeup. And then she goes, well, I'm Catholic. And she goes, and if I don't like it, I'm leaving. And I said, I'll come with you. I'll walk home with you. So we made a pact that we didn't care. We were going to leave if we wanted to. We went to church. We walked in. And there was something different about that church. Because <laughs> we walked in and we sat in the back row. Oh, yeah. Closest to the exit. Back row sitting there. I think it was the first song. Me and Elizabeth were sitting. My sister Elizabeth were sitting there. And we were crying. We didn't know why we were crying. I was holding her. She was holding me. And we were just bawling. That was the, the that power of the Holy Ghost just mm. came on us, you know? So. You were bawling at me, man. I felt like, oh, I, I was so convicted. Mm -hmm. I remember the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I remember it like the whole time the preacher was ministering. I was hearing this, this is for you, Josh. This is you. And, and I remember I remember telling you, man, I think my mom's been telling this preacher about me because it felt so yeah. real. We know now it was the Holy Spirit, but... Yeah. Man, it just... It was the power yeah. that we felt. There was room. power in that church. That's right. And it was the power that we're talking about here. That's right. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about the the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the book of Acts. And uh, we are the book of Acts church. Yes, How exciting. Let me read this right yeah. now. And, yeah, I mean, this right here is the foundation for what we're going to be discussing. I'm going to read in Acts 2. Acts 2, chapter 1 through 4, it says this, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as, a, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, th this right here is truly... You know, an amazing situation because Jesus had told them, wait, wait here for, for this experience. And he said, you're going to receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. So when this took place, Jerusalem, this was the Feast of Pentecost. Mm -hmm. It was a celebration. You've got Jews from all over the world that had converged on Jerusalem to celebrate this Feast of Pentecost, mm -hmm. uh, the harvest. And so as they're inside of this room doing what Jesus said, 120 of them were. Man, the power of God came down. The sound of a rushing mighty wind was heard. Amen. In that place. And the tongues of fire. And then it says they begin to speak in other tongues. Well, that's what happened inside the upper room. Mm -hmm. But what happened out in public in the streets, it was about 9 o'clock in the morning at, when this happened. Mm -hmm. uh, there was Jews from all over the world. Persians, you know, ones that were from Persia and all these different places. And, and in Acts chapter 2, it lists all these because places. They were there for... that they're there to celebrate. Mm -hmm. 
And they said, how is this? They were astonished. They're like, how is this? Because they, they recognize that these are Galileans. They recognize that these guys are just, these are uneducated people. Yet we hear them in our language mm. declaring the goodness of God, the glory of God. They, they heard that and, and they, they didn't know what to make of it. And the Bible tells us, if you look over a few more verses, over in verse 13, or verse 12, it says, and they were all amazed. And it says, and were in doubt saying one, and, and were in doubt saying one to another, what meaneth this? Because it says in verse 11, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is amazing because I remember one time being in that service, I have a friend, Princess Dorothy. You know, Princess Dorothy. That's what we call her. You know, she's yeah. an African queen. <laughs> and uh, I remember her being in a church service one time with us where there was a tongue that was given, the gift of tongues. You remember that? Mm -hmm. And she brought the interpretation. She said, they're speaking Africana. She knew what was said, not by the Holy Ghost, but because it was a part of one of her the languages that she knew because she knew several languages. And she knew what was being said. That's what was happening right here. And so part of the miracle was they knew these men don't have our language, mm -hmm. but they're speaking in our language. It says that some people, verse 13, begin to mock them, saying these men are just full of new wine. You know, they, there was something about their appearance that made some people think that they were drunk. Mm -hmm. They just thought that they did, they thought it was new wine, but, but they were intoxicated on was the presence of yeah. God. And it says right here in verse 14, I'm going to read just a little bit. It says, but Peter standing up, which means that they were laid out on the ground. And I can understand that because when the power of the Holy Ghost shows up, man, there are times when your flesh just cannot handle it. You know what I'm saying? To where, I mean, it, you know. You find yourself on your oh, yeah. knees or on your face, you know. And so it says that Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea and all you that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken unto my words. For these are not drunken as you suppose. Notice he didn't say they weren't drunk. He just said they're not drunk like you think. You think they're drunk on some, some wine. He's like, man, they are intoxicated by the Holy Spirit. He says, seeing, but it's barely the third hour of the day, which is nine o'clock. And it says, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Now he's speaking something they do understand. Mm -hmm. They know the Torah. They know what the, what the Old Testament had to say. And he clarifies that this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith the Lord, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vaporous smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great notable day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This right here is amazing. You know, the Apostle Peter, he drives it home with verse 22. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God has raised up, come on, from the dead. Amen being loosed of the pains of death because he it was not possible that he should be held by it. Right here, we see some things happening because the effects of Pentecost, what did Jesus say? 
He said, you're going to be my witnesses. You're going to receive power. He says in Acts chapter uh, 1, verse 8, he says, to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, the uttermost parts of the earth. And right here is where you see that power showing up. It's not so much the tongue of fire that was on their head or the power of the tongue that they were speaking. Granted, there's tremendous power in what mm -hmm. you speak. Because when you pray in tongues, the Bible says that you're praying the perfect will of God. Mm -hmm. You don't know how to pray, but the Holy Ghost knows how to pray. That's such a, that is such a, um, I don't know, sometimes when I when I don't know what to pray, when I'm in a situation that, you know, somebody's sick or just a... Um, you know, I can't go to a scripture specifically for that situation, and I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. Just to know that that gift that he gave us, on, you know, on the day of Pentecost, just to know that I could just pray in tongues, and I might not understand. Mm. I might not even like it, and I might not even, you know, agree or whatever. But as long as I pray in the Holy Ghost, he'll show me what to say. He'll show me what to do. And I love that. It's such a... Um, like a comfort. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, as we were talking earlier, you know, it's a comfort to know that he's with us no matter what. And that we could just pray. And I just start speaking in tongues and I just start praying. And, you know, the the, the words come to me. The Just the wisdom will come to me. Sometimes I say things and even my kids will will say, Mom, remember when you said this? And I'm like, wow, whatever situation that was it, I, I don't uh, remember the situation, but the words coming that I said, man, I know that must have been the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. It's like, I know that was the Holy Ghost because that sure was not me, you know? Well, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that you're praying in your most holy, holy faith. Holy Jude, right? I think. Yeah, and the reason why it's most holy is it's because you don't know what you're praying. That's right. But the Bible says it edifies you. You're, you're feeling built up. You're feeling made strong when you pray in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And it's most holy because you don't know what you're praying. Your doubt can't hinder that prayer. Because sometimes, you know what? Through the Holy Spirit, you're praying for things that are so tremendous that your natural mind wouldn't be able to handle it. Mm, yeah. I believe that. And right here, you know, we see that this power has been made available. Now, this is what's amazing to me is that you look at the Apostle Peter. Peter, just a few weeks before this situation, told Jesus, I would die for you. And we knew that within a space of a few hours, he denied him three times. But yet, here we have this man that was in the right place at the right time to receive that power, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost living inside of him, to where he's the first Pentecostal evangelist mm. recorded in the Bible. He's the first one to stand up under that power. And this man behaved like a man that he'd never been. He'd been bold. He was changed. Oh, he was super changed. He was changed. It was no longer just him. It was him with the Holy Ghost. That power that he needed, that power to overcome anything was now on him. Yeah. Well, he overcame himself. Yeah. That yeah. fear of what will what yes. will what will people think about me if I identify with Jesus, you know, what'll happen to me? All of that fear was gone. And right here he stood up and he faced that crowd that was not just it wasn't like they were all uh, uh, you know approving of them. They were mocking them. Mm -hmm. But under the power of the Holy Spirit, man, he told them, you know, what you're seeing, this is prophecy being fulfilled. And he presented the situation. Jesus died, but he rose again. You killed him, but he's come back. And, and, and if you read on, it goes on to say right here in verse 31, you know, he says, He seeing this before spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul 
was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus has God raised up, mm -hmm. whereof we are all witnesses. See, look at this. The witnesses there now. Mm -hmm. We're witnesses of this. Because if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he's going to do the same thing. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Come on. That he has shed forth this which you now see and, and hear. hear. See, the... They were seeing the change in these people's lives, and they were hearing them speaking in this tongue. And the Bible tells us in other scripture that speaking in tongues is a sign to the unbeliever. To the unbeliever. Then why? Okay, so it specifically says it's a sign to the unbeliever. So then why do other people, not, I'm not going to talk about religions or anything, why do other people say don't do it in church? It, it, you know, why not do it in church if it's for the unbeliever? I think people think church is for the unbeliever. Church is for the believer to learn the word, mm -hmm. to go out to speak to the unbeliever. Mm -hmm. So why not, you know, this thing that, that we've been given, why put it in the corner? Why why put it aside if it's a if it's a, a witness, it's a it's proof that there is a God. It's proof that that there's a fire living inside of us. It's proof. Why hide it? I think that, now I think I'll be real straight, it's it's being carnally minded. Mm. The thing is that when you have preachers that promote this kind of, that kind of theology, like you're saying, to where they don't want, they don't even introduce the Holy Spirit or any of this stuff, for many of them, especially if they've been Pentecostal, but they want it to be a side room experience. I can understand if they don't, I can understand if you don't understand it. I can understand if that's not something that you do. But when you do, when you do, and, and you're talking, you, about, and you're trying to talking about when you do and you know, yeah. it's it's fear, mm -hmm. it's 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 to be carnally minded, and you know, and and it's it's so sad too because when you know that this is for now, when you understand that it is for you know, it builds you up, and it witnesses mm -hmm. to those around you. Because it's not just the speaking in tongue that's important. It's the power of the life that's been transformed that goes with that. To where right here, when he was sharing this, he was bringing up exactly what Jesus said. Mm -hmm. That, you know, we're here as a witness. What mm -hmm. you are witnessing right now, he said, you know, this is what the what was promised, that the Holy Ghost would come. And that's what he was sharing was, man, the Holy Ghost in verse um, 33. Having received the Father, the promise of the Holy Ghost, and he has sent us forth which now for you to, that you see and you hear. He's like, man, the things that your senses, you might not understand the tongue, but you understand what you're seeing and what you're hearing. Mm -hmm. You've never heard nothing like this before. Mm -hmm. You've never seen people that are uneducated stand like this. And some of them knew who Peter was. Yeah. They'd never seen Peter Be the one was, yeah. being bold enough to stand up in the, in the midst of the mockery where before he denied Christ three times. And this is what's awesome is that when he was delivering this message, wow. it goes on to say... That, you know, as he ministered this, verse 37, this was the result. It says, that would, well, verse 36, he gave them something that they had to own. I'm going to read the latter part of it. He says, whom God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Wow. He's letting them know you did this to him, but this is who he is. And when he brought home this, this Pentecostal message, this book of Acts message, look what the response was. Verse 37. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. The Amplified Bible says that they were stung, that they were cut to the heart, mm. to the core. 
And it says, And they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Mm. And this is where the apostle Peter, look at verse, read verse uh, 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Wow, for the promise is unto you mm -hmm. and unto your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So you have Peter that in one, you know, 50 days earlier is denying Christ yeah. and running from who he is. And then later he's here full of that power, full of the thing. I'm not denying anything now. And you know what? You need to have this and then you need to repent. I love that. Yeah, and notice what he said. That you know that if you'll repent, and you'll receive this this salvation mm -hmm. through Jesus Christ. Well, then you can receive the next gift, which is the gift that you see operating right now on us. Mm -hmm. You know this power of the Holy Spirit, this person of the Holy Spirit. And this is what's awesome that the Lord said. You know that that they would experience this. You know from afar off. You know He says, you know those that are far off. You know they'll have an encounter with this. I mean, I think about when you and I, when we became filled with the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. I remember I'd gotten saved. And uh, it was November the 7th, 1992. I'm, and I remember just God setting me free from so many things. And I remember that month, it was a challenging month because, man, we had so much stuff that we had done to each other that we were having to just try to walk through. We were just, I, we were still taken back by the shock of, of, of what we had done to each other. But man, that new freedom found in Christ. And I remember it was uh, December the 6th, 1992, a month later, that we were in a service and you and me got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Man, I remember going home with you and I remember it was hours before you could even speak in mm -hmm. English. Mm -hmm. And we we're just laying in bed, just praying in tongues. You remember that? Mm -hmm. And I remember at that moment, and, and granted, I'm a man and you know, and, and men can't get pregnant. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's the only thing I can equate it to is that, you know, that when the Holy Spirit, you know, out of your belly shall a river of living water flow out of you. The Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. I remember when, when, when that baptism happened, what was in me came up on me. Mm -hmm. That's the thing is he's already in you. He didn't say he just he came yes. upon you. He came up and on me, mm -hmm. out of my belly. I felt something and it started coming out. And all of a sudden, man... I find myself speaking in a different language. And the power that rushed over me, the power that rushed over you. And immediately after that point, our focus turned towards wanting to live holy, mm -hmm. wanting to live changed. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we started clearing our house out of everything mm -hmm. that was ungodly right. that we'd invited in. It brought holy living. It brought a change of life, a different mindset, and all of a sudden other people were important. Mm -hmm. Important enough for us to share our Jesus with them. You know, and, and you know, people are listening right now and you know, I don't know, maybe you've never experienced uh, you know, what we're talking about. Maybe you don't understand it. But you know God and you understand God and it's something that you would want to have. You know, babe, why don't you just pray for the people that are watching right now? And why don't you just walk them through and just explain to them how it was explained to us, you know, and just walk them through and, and just end this with praying for them. And, and we're going to believe that as you're watching this program, you are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It is a power that you Amen. need and it is something for now. 
and God didn't leave you weaponless. He gave you everything that you need, and He's good. He can. He has that power for you. Amen. You know. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit, that he's been given to every one of us. Again, the same way the gift of salvation, you receive what Jesus did for you. You didn't have to do anything to earn it. You just received it. Same thing with the Holy Spirit. You just receive him. Same way you ask God to come into your heart, forgive you for your sins, be the Lord of your life. Invite the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that if a person asks for a piece of bread, you're not going to give them a scorpion you know, or a stone. You know, if they're asking, your child asks you for something good. It's as if us being people that are capable of doing evil mm -hmm. know how to do good things for our children. How much more will the Lord give the Holy Spirit to those mm -hmm. that ask? So if you ask him, Holy Spirit, I receive you. I want you to come into my life and flow out of me. I want that power. I, I want to be filled. I want to have that sign and that witness of praying in a, that heavenly language. I, I want this experience. It's a gift. I receive the gift. I'm telling you, you do that. And then you just let the Lord use your mouth. Because God's not going to grab your head and make you start speaking in tongues. You know, he's going to use you. you got to okay. surrender yourself. And sometimes in here you'll feel something like I did. And then you just give it a voice. You allow it to use you. And that tongue will just begin to flow. Heavenly Father, I just pray for every person right now, Lord, that needs the, this baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe, Lord, those that have had, Lord, this before. But, Lord, they haven't prayed in the Spirit in a long time. I pray, Lord... That you open up, mighty yes, God, Lord, Jesus. their spirit, and Lord, you cause, Lord, your presence to fall like rain, Lord, upon them. And I pray, Lord, you give them the power to live holy, the power to be a witness. Lord, you cause miracles, signs, and wonders to be exercised and brought forth through them, Lord, as they seek your face, Lord. I pray, Lord, whatever would hinder them, Lord, be removed. And, Lord, I pray, Lord, according to your word, Lord, that you would pour out your spirit upon all flesh, Lord, upon their flesh. And I pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, it's as simple as that. And it doesn't matter where you're at. God will meet you where you're at. I've known people that have gotten filled washing dishes yes. at home, just praising God they got filled. Pray, watch and see what God does. Write a comment and let us know that you received the baptism of the Spirit. We'd love to celebrate with you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. And we thank you for being a part of this program.